everybody to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. This is Coach Potts. I'll be joined here shortly by Ross. Rockin' Ross, as he likes to be called. Why? Because the guy rocks. Anyway, this is a different format for episode number 12. We finally got some questions from our viewers. Well, one viewer in particular. He asked a bunch of questions, uh, and we tried to knock out five home questions, five body questions. We're going to do the same thing for the next two episodes as well. If you haven't yet, go to CoachPots.com, sign up for the newsletter. That'll keep you in a loop. I'm also teaching a boot camp this Saturday here in the South Loop. So if you're interested, hit me up at Andy at CoachPots.com. Anyway, episode number 12 coming at you. I hope you enjoy. Andy. What's going on, dude? What's going on with you? What are you doing? Is it raining over there? Are you alive? Is the state of Chicago on fire again? No, we're doing all right. What? I know. We're hanging in there. Much to your chagrin. Fire. Right? Yep. Yep, just like that. That's how it is. That's how we started this show. The Chicago fire, do you know when that happened? Um, No, but I feel like you're going to tell me. It's got to, hold on, hold on. I thought you had the fast internet. It's got to be like the 1860s or so. Right? Alexa, when did the Chicago fire happen? You know, for my understanding, I know it's a soccer team. And 1871, there you go. There you go. I said the 60s, I wasn't off by much. 71, that was long ago. Jeez. Ross. So, Andy, how are years. things going? No, no, no. I was going to ask you that first. I was going to ask I'm you. I'm asking that. you. How are uh, you? I, I can't complain. You know, it was Father's Day and you didn't get me anything. Hey, oh. You have no kids. We have nothing. No, because I'm your, I'm your father. Never mind. You know. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh. What'd you get your dad? You know what I got my dad? I bought my dad some channel locks. Oh man, that's what a contractor buys his father a channel lock because sometimes when you got understand plumbing, you need channel locks. You need a new channel lock. Yeah, no, I've been saying that for a while now. I've been asking, I've been hoping somebody would give me some channel locks, but they never do. You know, I got to continue just the same ones that I have. What's the difference between like a channel lock, a plier, a crescent wrench? I mean, when do you use which one and, and why? You know, let's say this. Channel lock is good for when you're working under sink plumbing. Um, and that's the best way because when you're doing that, the sink drain, you're going to have to depends because they have, you have that nut and you need some good grip on that. And so if you had a crescent wrench, crescent wrench isn't going to do it because uh, if you have a big enough crescent wrench, but due to whoever the plumber is or you, the installer, you know, majority that you'll have in your, your holster is uh, a channel lock because why sometimes that little nut could get chewed up yeah. from the previous guy and it'll probably, you need a little teeth. That's why the channel lock has some teeth on it. So you can actually just chomp on it. That's why it's got little teeth. I don't use a, a, a channel lock when I'm trying to finishing work. You know, that's why we have crescents. Now, well, I have a question. So we talk about pliers, crescent wrenches, and channel locks, right? Let's say in a hypothetical scenario that you were hosting a podcast and the co-host, like, does not answer questions on time or, like, just continues to ramble on and on and on and it's just kind of really boring. 
Which, I've heard about this guy. Which would you like to hit yeah, them over the head Chicago with? Chicago talks. They would, talk. Would you hit them over the head with pliers, crescent wrench, or channel locks? I would probably, you know, I thought a good piece. I probably need, I don't want to just, I, blunt force. I, I would, would say crescent wrench. I thought a two by four. No, I would say. But if I had my choice, crescent I'd wrench. say a crescent wrench. Yeah, absolutely. Blunt. Or you could put some channel locks in a sock. And just kind of like 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 do the three sixty like you know and then wham right like get on with it you know like if he just kept talking you could use the old sock like a sack of nickels but instead of nickels you use a sack full of like a channel lock you know what I mean and then wham you know you'd be the first you'd be the first but it wouldn't surprise me no it wouldn't surprise anyone that knows me Ross how the hell are you so you got your dad channel locks did you do I did, anything and I got my dad. My father, a nice card. A nice card. Good. Yeah. No, see. Uh, did you did you do the same? No, I did not get your dad a card. What I did do, though. Wait, wait. But you have a father, right? I do. You, you got here somehow. I saw him on Friday, so I didn't feel like obligated to go back out there on Sunday. And you know how it is with this whole COVID thing. We're trying to spread everything out. So um, on Sunday, I called him and I said, I'm going to call you later. I'm working on something. He's like, all right. And then I called him later and I said, hey, I didn't finish that thing I'm working on. I'll have to send it to you tomorrow. And then he started talking about Trump and we got into an argument and then uh, I hung up on him. So it wasn't the best Father's Day of all. But then today, this morning, I called him back up and we didn't talk any politics. And I sent him the gift that I made and the gift I made, which I thought was pretty cool. So my dad uh, played high school football and college football as well. And I was able to obtain a lot of those those videos and those films. And so my friend, when he was coaching at Northwestern, I had him upload those films to their system. We sat down in one of their like video like rooms, one of those dark rooms with the projector and stuff. And we broke down my dad's videos and I acted as if he was trying to recruit my dad. And when my dad meet the criteria it would take to be a uh, Northwestern football player. So we watched my dad's football films together. I videoed us doing that. I cut it down. I put it's about a half hour right now. It's on YouTube. I think I'm gonna cut it down to about ten minutes and put it on social media. But I gave that to him as a gift. So that's what I did. I mean, it's no channel locks, but I think he liked it nonetheless. Did he say? Did he did he give you a response, or is he like, I, re- I love it. Thank you. Well, see, Thank you, he Andy. did say that, but he doesn't What's say. What's your middle name? What's your middle name? Do you have a middle name? Thomas. He did say that, but he didn't say it like that because he's a big Thomas. tough guy. Like, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was good. It was good stuff. I liked it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, because he's a big tough guy, you know? You could use a little of my dad in your life, man. Just toughen you up a little bit, you know? He'd make fun of your, the length of your hair. What are you, a hippie? I used to beat up hippies. I used, one of his favorite stories is throwing beer bottles at protesters when he was in college. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're protesting the war? He, would get, he went to the roof and got drunk. And he would just throw the yeah. beer bottles at him. <laughs> that's my dad. <laughs> hey, that's your dad, you know? Hey, he lived a good life and he's still alive, so that's good. He had some experience Dude, the shoulders with humanity. Having lost my mom, you know, it's obviously I love my dad every day. I think of him every yeah. day. I think of my mom the same. But, you know, Father's Day, birthdays, certain holidays and shit like that, it's just an opportunity for you to reflect on how lucky you are that they're still here and to at least spend some time with them because once they're gone, man, they ain't ever coming back. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, uh, Houdini trying to, you know, say, I'll, I'll come back, you know, in the afterlife and you hear me communicate. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He's like, because when I pass on, you no, no, no. Did he actually I, communicate? I come back. 
crickets, crickets over the sound waves, airwaves, crickets. Was there a punchline? I missed it. You know, that's the punchline. Crickets. All you heard was, that's all you heard. Silence. I'm used to that. The man's dead. I used to do stand-up. I used to do stand-up comedy, so I'm, I'm used to hearing silence after stuff speaking. Speaking of which, Ross. Whoa! <laughs> you get that, ladies and gentlemen. What products? Oh, what pro- products? What projects do you got going on in your life, my friend? Are we still? You know uh, what? I had an emergency situation. Uh-oh. Uh, emergency situation with a client today. Tell me more. Uh, he says that uh, his toilet on the second floor, after having everybody over for Father's Day was using the kitchen bathroom and then the first, you know, and then up on the second floor bathroom, it started rocking back and forth. And he had his son-in-law turn off the water uh, to the toilet. And I had to come the next day, which is today. And I ended up taking out the toilet and actually looking underneath and looking at that. There was a problem that the collar, the little PVC collar uh, had a little hairline crack and it, broke on the left side so i still have a little, nice little drain for the waste to go down but my left side of my toilet was not really secure so i had to put a reinforcing ring on top of that piece of plastic that was kind of broken you gotta be so kidding I, me what? you gotta be kidding me sounds crazy no. man so yeah so the so let's just say this the, the pvc for this drain is probably about let's say 36 years old you know so it's pretty much original to the house, so especially when it's a toilet, you know, when you're tying down the bolts on the left and the right side. And also, with this little toilet collar, there was a little bit of unevenness. So there might, instead of it just being leveled, there just was a little bit of, the installer kind of installed it, you know, a little cattywampus, let's just say. And so... Do, do you hear who's that? Calling? Who's calling? No, that, that means you need to stop talking. Is that, I thought it was a publisher's clearinghouse. <laughs> so I, I knew you were going to go off on another tangent that no one would listen to, and that's why I set this. Here's the deal, Ross. We're doing this at this is the first on the Home and Body Improvement Show. My good buddy Danny, who's everybody's good buddy if you know him, sent me umpteen questions, and I do mean a lot of questions. So what we're going to do is a lightning round on the Home and Body Improvement Show for the first time ever. I'm going to set. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, Then you're going to ask me a question, which is essentially me asking me a question because I have the list of questions in front of me and you don't have them. And you have two minutes to talk about it. We got about kind, Andy. I know. So kind. You have 30 seconds. We'll have 30 seconds to kind of, you know, maybe talk about it together afterward. And uh, we're going to move on to the next question. So we'll start with the home question first. You have not seen these questions in advance, have you, Ross? No, I've not. All right. No, I've not. So this should be good, right? You're going to be speaking off the top of your head. Now, mind you, this is going to be difficult. You only have two minutes to answer this question. It's a difficult question. situation. It's a little difficult. Now, that doesn't mean you need to take the whole two minutes either, okay? If you're done before, you know, your time, you can also say that too, and we can stop it up. But when you're done, what sound do you think you're going to hear? I, that beautiful, shitty iPhone five ringer there you go there's there's other ones but like uh, my gosh you're so original (laughs) we'll go with the trill it's called trill i don't even know what that means so uh are you ready cross are you nervous you you sound nervous no no, i don't have my hat backwards but be honest are you nervous no okay so here you go first question and i will start the time as soon as the question's over 
How effective are cheap, cheap products versus high price products? For example, Swiffers and cheap vacuums versus mop and bucket, higher price vacuums, et cetera. And which house brands of like Home Depot, uh, Menards, Lowe's are better? Three, two, one, and go. Home Depot uh, has great, great tools. Um, What's their house brand? Their what? What's their house brand? Their house brand is Husky. Gotcha. So I don't touch anything Husky. Um, I've had, you know, probably on the low end, I probably had a a Husky uh, tape measure holster. That was the one thing. But their house brands are DeWalt and uh, Milwaukee. So those are two brands that you can decide on. Um, Menards does not sell Milwaukee or DeWalt. They sell Bosch, which is a great brand too. I just favor DeWalt because um, that's my system that I've always used. And I do fascinate Milwaukee for just their innovation and uh, quality. So they get a little more accustomed to the contractor, especially DeWalt does. But there's just been a little uh, little break on just more personal items on uh, Ross, Milwaukee. this is great. You have a minute left. But remember, the question is how effective are cheap products versus higher products? Higher price depends products. on everything. It depends on your product. Your, your what do you want to get? You know, if you're a you know weekend warrior versus a, a finisher, then I'd suggest you know you probably pay your money on buying a little better products. You know, if you're talking about a Swiffer, you know, a sweeper. I don't like using that because I got to keep on going buying more pads. I rather have the bucket and the mop, you know, and clean things up. But also, it comes down to my time of how much do I want to empty out that bucket all the time, and then where is my storage? So you have to have some organization going on in your life. So um, does that answer your question? Okay. This, yeah. And then you have 30 seconds left. Because how you answered this question, you threw like four things and trying to get one answer out of it. Dude, this so, is my buddy, Danny. He, I, it's I, not I like this is something that's a little bit smaller. It makes them tell him to work better on his questions. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, nice that's, it's his fault. It's his fault. It's not yours. That's for sure. I guess the, I just want to think, okay, we'll wrap that up. You did it under two minutes. I didn't think that could be po- humanly possible for you. Um, what I will say is though, how about Thank like you. when it comes to like lower price products, like mops and buckets and stuff like that, you might want to spend the extra buck or two because in that instance, you're going to get what you pay for. But with some of the higher price products, like your saws and your, I don't know, you name it, right? Anything that's electrical, like do you really need to spend a hundred dollars more for a chop box, I mean, are you going to get that much more out of it, or would you rather stick with the brand that's you know reliable, not necessarily the cheapest one, but you know you would save fifty, hundred bucks and it'd do the same job? Oh, like let's say like there's a, it's like a, it's like a lot of car companies out there, and pretty much there's going to be this cap right now. You know, for me, I've had my chop box you know since for the last fifteen years, and it's worked great. And we've had another chop box for for twelve years, and it's worked great. So we have a big one that's twelve inch and a six inch. Awesome. And what I've gotten so much of it, I had a Hitachi in the past and uh, just the fit and the finish and the feel wasn't there compared to me using my Dewalt. So we had a Dewalt one, then we had a Hitachi. So the, just, the answer to the question the, is, it depends. The back and forthness, because there's a Dewalt feel and there's a Hitachi feel. And that's just like, I can't stand this feel. Okay. So. All right. Here we go. This is, you know what? Question number two, we're going to go back to the home because so you get to go two in a row. Here we go. What cleaner should I use? Antibacterial cleaners, multi-service cleaners, granite cleaners, bathtub cleaners, etc. Or can I just spray everything with Windex? Three, two, one, go. So for, if you have like a granite countertop, uh, let's say, um, you know, just... I'm trying to think of my, my, my quick turnaround, but like, you know, you want to avoid using so much of ammonia and water. That's what I've always used, you know, but at some point, you know, if you have like a puke beige uh, granite countertop, 
that thing is going to just eventually over time look a little more beigey and creamier. Um, Puke beige. And that, that's not my thing. Um, but I think it just for, gosh, I can't think of the other type of countertop uh, at the time. Um, but I'd say just sometimes hot water, that works too. But it depends on the fit and finish. If, you have the, if you're dealing with a man-made product, you know, in my opinion, I still am going to use ammonia water. That's just me. And uh, that's how I get by. And if it starts showing me more problems, then I'll change that. But that's what I do use for my personal self. Ammonia and water. You know what? That was a minute. We're going to cut this down to one minute because I think that's plenty of time. Um, I guess the question is specifically like, you know, do I need Windex or do I need glass cleaner? Like, do you have to spend like, the extra- you, like for me for glass? Okay. Yeah. I would use Windex because, you know, there is such a time when you, you use ammonia water, but then that little extra, you know, that little extra bit of just that dryness, that's going to help you out, you know? And I get, no, no, no. Have- well, the question too is it's like, I know Windex is a brand name or can I just use, you know, glass cleaner from some brand I never heard of. Is it going to still get the job done? I don't use Ajax. Let's just say I don't use Ajax dish soap because I think it's crap because I, that stuff just pours out of the little, the Ajax dispenser, just like just syrup. It's so quick versus Dawn soap. I get more for my buck and Dawn's great. I have no, I will always buy Dawn. I'll never buy Ajax. So if you buy a cheaper dish soap, you're just going to end up just losing more money thinking you're saving money. Just buy a little bit more and you're going to save. Spend a little bit more. But do my little little spot. I'm not getting money for this, you know. I guess the question I have for you, though, too, is like you see a lot of multi-surface cleaners and then you see like bathtub cleaner or like sink cleaner. Can you use a multi-surface cleaner for those areas or should you buy the specific products for those locations? Just watch out for abrasion because when you have those scrubbing bubbles, those things, I've seen people use scrubbing bubbles on a plastic shower base, okay, or a plastic bathtub. Do not use that stuff, I swear, because that's gonna that has a little bit of like fine little that's for powder that we're gonna just take away that polished surface. And then you're thinking you're going crazy. You're like, how come it's looking more honed? What's what's the problem? Hey, I, I thought I used the cute little bubbly scrubby guys, and my cute bubbly scrubby guys are ruining my finished surface. Okay, well, here we go. Moving on. This is this is a train. It's left the station. I'm gonna give myself bubbly scrubby I'm going to give myself one minute to answer this question, and here we go. If I if I don't use it, will I lose it? How long between exercise will I begin to atrophy or lose gains and have to start over? Three, two, one, and go. That's a great question, which is what people say when they're trying yeah, to stall. How, and think how of, do you atrophy? Ross, you're cutting into my time here, buddy. Anyway, this is my policy, and again, this could be backed up by science. It could just be me making stuff up. You're never going to know. But I found after four days of not doing any exercise, the body kind of starts adjusting to that fact. So I tell anybody, you know, twice a week is the bare minimum when we're talking about working out because you don't want to go more than four days without doing at least something, meaning, you know, elevating the heart rate, lifting weights, doing something like that. So after four days, I think your body starts to tend to regress and, um, in certain terms, mm-hmm. if we're talking about like actually like losing muscular strength, I don't believe that starts to happen for at least a good two, three weeks. Um, but again, it could be over. It depends on what you do during your daily life. But I would say after about two weeks, you're, there's going to be a noticeable decline in strength and it's only going to get worse from there on out. Um, but definitely don't go more than four days without uh, working out because that will. Um, oh, looks like we ran out of time. Oh, that's cute. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What a Cancel. Cancel. Oh. Can't. What? 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 Ah, oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah. Or was that like another question that came up? The, no, Dan. Well, I'll answer the second question, but do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, I, I think that makes sense because yeah, I've been, I've cut back on my working out just recently, uh, just due to just work. And I just thought like, so my, my fun little yogic body, what, what's going on? And so I need to know that four day period. So I wouldn't go uh, more than four days without working out. And then second to that too, I found the older I've gotten, like, let's say if I take, you know, a week off, it might take two weeks to get back to where I was. So there was like a two to one ratio. But yeah. like, I've also found that like, if I take a month off, it's probably going to take me two or three months to get back to where I was. The, the ratio seems to increase, meaning like it might take me three times as long as opposed to twice as long or four times as long to kind of get back to where I was. You know, I haven't run in a couple of years. I'm starting to run again and I'm finding it's taking a lot longer to get back in shape than I ever imagined. So not only okay. do you start to decline over time, but to get back to where you were, uh, the older you get, the longer it takes. Second question. Oh, I clocked one off again. Oh, man. Is intermittent Andy, fasting... my next question to you is, what happens if I say, okay, Andy, that's a great idea, but shut up. I'm going to take some pre-workout, and then I'm just going to fight my body. Go. Second question. Is intermittent fasting just a euphemism for the diet that high school girls would like to go on just to starve themselves? Not politically correct example. Boy, I should have read these in advance. Uh, how can I talk to my friends and family about healthy diets and exercise habits versus unhealthy ones? Uh, three, two, one, and go. Um, intermittent fasting, there is some uh, benefit to it. It allows the body uh, opportunity to recover. You know, the different kinds are eating within an eight-hour window and fasting for 16 hours or, you know, eating low-calorie for five days and then eating normal or high-calorie for two days, so a 5-2 method. Um, but nonetheless, it's just calorie distribution. If you're trying to lose weight, uh, the number one fundamental rule is you need to burn more calories than you consume and that you could do that during the day by um, just having all your calories in a smaller time window or you could do the small meals over the course of the day. But nonetheless, if you're just trying to lose weight, uh, counting calories, in my opinion, is the only way to do it. Uh, but second to that, eating healthy food choices is the best way to do it. And you're going to find the healthier foods you eat make you eat make you feel more full and therefore you won't have to eat as much. Therefore, eating healthy uh, foods is probably your primary thing to go to first and counting calories a second um, and if you're eating healthy foods you don't have to worry about the quality of nutrients because you know you're getting what your body needs and did you hear it no shoot that's it do you have anything to add ross yes back to my question i said what happens is i've learned about pre-workout and i can believe how like i had that crazy energy from the high amount of caffeine versus the Ross, the Ross, Ross, you're in luck. We have a question about supplements coming up. That's our fourth question. So let's get back to the home questions. Are you ready for this one, buddy? Yes, I am. Let's Eddie, do are you ready? I am. I don't know why this phone is being funky. But the uh, here you go. You got one minute to answer this question. What's up with mold? How do I know if I have it and what kind will kill me? Three, two, one, and go. The kind that will kill you is bad mold. That's all I know. Um, second. How can you get mold in your house due to it having a moisture content uh, in your house? So, for example, I had a family member who owned a house and their siding of their house was installed improperly. So there is probably like a step process of, you know, you know, you are putting up some like, you know, we've all seen Tyvek right on people's houses. Yes. Well, there's a vapor barrier that was going on where the installer and this was in Chicago, he put on it the wrong way. So he probably put some some probably some board on the wall, then put the tie back and then just put on this, you know, cement board, den shield or NP that he missed another process that needed to go behind it. So then whenever 
it started, uh, the moisture started happening from the air and from the water. There was just a little bit of a moisture barrier where then all of a sudden your exterior walls had mold coming into your inside. So you start seeing your studs start popping and notice that oh. bedroom. Is it, is it, can I still go on? Wait, wait. No, because you didn't did really I answer the question. You? Did I lose you? You said bad mold. Or what about black mold? I've heard a lot about that. I mean, I feel, I feel like there's eventually it's going to turn black to green. It just if you're if you don't have any circulating air, you're going to be in trouble. That due to a, a basement that is very moist and mildewy, since there's no circulating fan or you know it pulls out that moisture are there ways uh, to measure what you need are there like mold detectors you can buy i believe so i've not i've not really come across too many mold projects okay i've seen it but that's an honest answer just close their bathroom door after they take a shower and i think it's the worst thing you could do because you need to have that circulating air you're gonna ruin your paint job you're gonna see drip marks on your wall and then all of a sudden you'll see mold on your ceiling and then you ask your your partner, you're like, why don't what's happening under the ceiling? I don't get it. I just always close the sh- the bathroom door when I take a shower and I leave and keep it closed. I have and a I serious have a ceiling fan. So I have a serious oh. question, Ross. My kitchen sink, I had to have it replaced um, because it was leaking from the top, and it's been doing that for a couple months now. And the water would get behind the sink, and I try my best to clean it up. But do you think that that sink had or the water dripped down to below the sink? And do you think I may or may not have a mold issue? I th- honestly, I think it would be a small mold issue. If you have a consistent drop, drip, drop, and then it's making its way into your wood floors, drop, drop, drip, you know. So if I drop dead, you know why? I think you're fine. I think you're fine. Because, like, I, I sometimes feel like some mold situations can get blown out of proportion. Moving on. let's. I'm going to go ahead and field a question here. Uh, question number three from the body. Is this power, power round? It is one one minute each. Uh, Do we need high protein? Should I have 30-ish grams every three hours throughout the day or is 30 to 40 grams once a day enough? Are protein shakes worse for you than we think? Three, two, one, and go. This is like a five-parter question. If If you're talking about bodybuilding, the rule of thumb has always been uh, one gram per pound of body weight, which is kind of weird because you're taking you're taking English metrics and uh, the metric system and kind of combining them pounds, right? So it should be. So then I've heard like grams and kilos and all that type of thing. But honestly, if you're talking about building muscle specifically, you probably will need more protein than the average person. And that means you're literally training for maximum muscle size. For the average person, you're going to find. I think the daily recommendation is somewhere between 60 and 90 grams a day, and that's plenty. Um, if you're getting your meat, if you're getting your protein primarily from meat, it, promo, it promotes the overconsumption of meat, which we know is very difficult to digest. So be careful of the sources you're getting from. Only eat excessive protein if you're trying to build muscle specifically. But if you're trying to be over health, if you're trying to be healthy, try to be aware of overconsumption because it can wreak havoc on the digestive system. And ah, uh, you like that? You like that. Do you have anything to add to that, Ross? Yeah, it sounds like Jackie the Joke Teller, a little uh, app he had 10 years ago. Who's Jackie the Joke Teller? Oh, 
Good one. Still there? Yeah, I just got it. Uh, Are protein shakes worse for you than we think? I didn't get to that question. I don't think they are. I think they've gotten better over the years. Um, I myself, if you're going to get a protein uh, shake, like one that's already pre-made for you, try to find one that has the fewest amount of ingredients possible that still tastes decent and has very low, if any, sugar. You want to really watch the sugar content. That's the way they make the taste uh, better, just by putting sugar in there, and that's what's not good for you. Uh, a little sugar post-workout isn't bad, but I found the muscle milks with zero grams of sugar taste decent. It's like 20 grams of protein. Uh, you know, you slam one of those as soon as you're done working out. It's some, it's calories for after a workout. Uh, I can recommend those, but no, I'm not sponsored by them. Moving on. Question Wait. number, what? What about whey protein versus plant? Uh, well, whey as dairy, right? So people who are like on a vegan diet or for our lactose intolerance should stay away from whey. Uh, you can find the plant-based protein. There's a, I think Vega One is a brand that makes a, a good protein. Orgain was another one, I believe. Um, you can, those are both available at Costco. Um, you know, there are, and then like you see like the hemp proteins and the soy protein, all that type of stuff. So it really depends on your dietary preferences. But I will say this, if you are going to get a whey protein, which is, I've heard specifically those proteins are a little more complete are a little more complete, meaning that they have more branched chain amino acids, all that type of stuff. Stuff I really don't know too much about, so I don't want to go into, uh, I don't want to do a deep dive here. But get a pro, get a whey isolate. It's a couple extra bucks, but you'll find that it's less chalky, a lot smoother. Uh, it's a little more expensive, but it's better digested by the body. That couple extra dollars will definitely uh, do you good. So look for an isolate if that's what you're going to do. Ooh, 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 ooh. How much would I expect to spend for uh, a whey isolate? Uh, those tubs, like let's say a 30 day, you know, one scoop per day, 30 servings, you're looking at anywhere between the 25 to $35 range and probably for an isolate anywhere toward a 30 and 40, you know, somewhere like that. About a buck a day, a little bit more maybe. Cause, yeah, because I seen those. I saw a protein powder, and it's like 60, 60 bucks, and I was like, Ugh, it could be, nice. and it, it might be better for you. It might be more complete. It may taste better, but you're, you know, it's just like anything else. You get what you pay for. But I, I honestly, I'd say find a protein you like and buy it in bulk. You know, it doesn't go bad. So um, right. if and if that's the thing you think you need a protein supplement, or just eat a diet that's complete with protein, you know, and it doesn't have to necessarily be meat. Moving on, let's do cleaning vents. Ross, are you ready? Cleaning vents, yes. filters, drink. my hair with yes vents you want to talk about vents what do you need to know about vents cleaning vents filters drains windows bathtubs fridges etc what kinds of things should be done weekly seasonally or yearly go weekly seasonally or yearly um i think definitely for your airflow your air vent you should change that probably every few months just make sure you got that circulating around especially if you have a contractor in your house doing work and who is not clean and has a vacuum without an air air uh, vacuum bag and also also can create more dust in your house so also so after your, your remodeling projects please change out your air vent in your house what about your uh, drains secondly, what drains greens no no drains like a bathtub drain kitchen drain oh, bathtub drain yeah you know what if you if there if there's a high amount of traffic that's going into your bathroom check that that drain um I would always check my in my apartment in the city because I have long hair, so I probably check it almost every month just to see. Uh, just due to the fact that you know hair is hair, if you could buy a little hair cover or hair catcher, that'd be great. Um, depends the amount of flow. If you do uh, have a little hair clogging up, there is you know 
I don't like using Drano. I use something more concentrated like a root eater, but I put a little small, little powder flakes down there as it eats the hair away. So, but that's, that's just my commercial contractor thing. That's a minute. So I guess, I guess the question I have for you is I don't change the filters on like my, um, what is that thing called? Your air filter? Yeah. I mean, I should change those. It's the air intake. So there's an air intake. So it, in order for your, your air system, you know, your AC system to work, you need to draw air in. So there's skin particles, hair particles, dog hair particles, particles in the air. And at some point, it's drying it in like a vacuum, sucking it in. And so eventually, it's going to have less of a draw. And so you're not going to get more filtered air. You're just going to get more just gunky, just okay average air in your house. You know, anybody who's living with, a, you know, somebody else will probably – you know, somebody in the relationship will definitely want to be changing out that, you know, or on top of that because it just so, helps out. So don't rely on your significant other, but be aware that it's always smart to change out that air filter. You'll notice a little difference. All right. I think I'm going to have to and, do that then. we got to wrap this up, Ross. This is, these are I'm lightning saying, questions. don't buy a cheap air filter. That's okay. my next weapon. So my question, vitamins, do they actually help or are we literally pissing our money down the drain? Supplements, <laughs> creatine, pre-workouts, et cetera, do they actually work or are we killing ourselves? Three, two, one, and go. Uh, I would say they do work, but they don't work as efficiently as you think, uh, especially vitamins like a multivitamin, uh, vitamin D, vitamin B12. Any of those like pills you could say that you would buy from um, like a GNC or you know any pharmacy section like a Walgreens, anything like that. Uh, they will supplement a diet that's a little bit deficient in an area, but if you're trying to get that as your sole source. Um, it's going to be very difficult because your body doesn't know how to digest it. You have to think that those pills and stuff were probably created within the last 100 or 200 years, and our bodies have been around for tens of thousands, if not longer years, right? So when it comes to getting those types of vitamins, minerals, uh, phytochemicals, all the types of nutrients and stuff, we're used to getting those from food. So the best way to get them is from food, but if you do notice specifically you're deficient in an area, uh, it can't help. At the very worst, you are only pissing your, pissing it down the drain. When it comes to pre- pre-workout, which kind of falls into a, uh, another category. Um, uh, well, there we go to time. Um, if pre-workout specifically, I find that I get a mental boost from it. Um, my heart starts to pump a little bit harder. I get a little bit of the jitters. I get a little angry. I start working out a little bit harder. So they do allow me to get a better workout. But I would say long-term supplement use, especially, you know, creatine is meh. But like some of these, uh, I think taurine is one of the, uh, the things that will definitely um, – like boost artificially boost your heart rate uh there's a couple other things too that you kind of look for um i'm at a loss with some of the specific names but you know long-term use of that type of stuff could potentially do some damage to your body so make sure you're getting your annual check from the doctor make sure you're getting blood work um you know but if and if you ask them questions because that's what medical doctors do i just give dietary diets uh guides and i will say just like everything else in moderation you'll probably be okay ross any thoughts I like a pre-workout because I feel like you – or I do a shot of espresso before I work out. Yeah, caffeine is a supplement, right? So you yeah. could uh, – I mean that's and that's a natural one too. You can get it from coffee, crushed beans, all that type of stuff. Or you could pay for it and then put it in a nice drink with a shaker cup and stuff. And uh, But regardless, caffeine is probably the most popular drug on the planet. 
Uh, and it's definitely uh, great for pre-workout. It's going to help. You know, it's going to help. Right. It's going to help keep you awake. I mean, if you got to study for a test or go on a long car ride or something like that, and you need to stay awake, caffeine will definitely help. So no, you're not pissing that down the drain because you're getting something from it. But again, be careful the psychological addiction to it, uh, the physical addiction. You know, if you don't have your coffee and you start to get a headache, then you know you're probably addicted. Um, but you know. Just like everything else in life, if you try to keep it in moderation, I don't see any issues with it. Just be aware you're with, you're withdrawing from caffeine since you don't have your caffeine withdrawing. That that covers all the other drugs out there. Ross, we got to wrap drugs. up this show, man, because we're getting to that time. But I'm going to ask you one final question. You get one final minute. Which spider should I kill and which ones help protect my home? What is the best way to combat mosquitoes? Are there any new and proven methods? Weird question, but go. I say kill anything in your house, if, even if it looks cute. I don't care. I think I, I think I trusted more the daddy long legs. That was me when I lived in my apartment. But those black ones, I don't care for them. And I, I think anybody hates waking up with a spider bite. You How know, do you combat mosquitoes? You find something or like a bite on your cheek. I think if anybody's ever had that situation, you're like, what? I think we something. could all agree if you find a bug indoors, kill it. How? Uh, what's the best Just way to combat mosquitoes, like on a backyard or a balcony? In my case. Right, right. Like, you don't want to have a pet spider in your house. No, no, no. Just let him be. Once again, you're not listening. What's the best way to combat mosquitoes in, like, a backyard or, in my case, on a balcony? Um, Gosh, what is that thing? I can't think of it. Deer hunters use this. No, I don't Um, know. Is it deer urine? No, there's – deer hunters have this this little – it looks like a a, a little – it's like a little cartridge and then it kind of heats it up. And so you can have this thing on you uh, for about two and a half hours. Time. Uh, and you can use this while you're actually, if you're out in the woods in a tree where the mosquitoes aren't going to get you. I can't think of a name off the top of my head. So there is something you don't know the name of it. Um, I would, you yeah. know, in my backyard, what is it, citronella? Like the, the plant is a natural uh, mosquito repellent. I've used some of those uh, candles. The um, like off is obviously like the big brand. But like um, Cutter was another one. They have like a that big spray for your yard. Um, I find a combination of all that stuff. I have those tiki torches that apparently has, you know, fluid that um, repels the mosquitoes as well. I literally will put four or five things in place because on my balcony, the bugs get real bad. Um, I don't think there's any wrong answer to that. And I've used off for years and I've never had any issues like putting it on my skin other than the smell. Have you? Um, no. Here's one that, you know, that's not very popular, but will do you good that don't put on deodorant in the summertime. Oh, my God. I mean, it's honestly like a uh, mosquito magnet. Um, So there's things you can do uh, not just to get rid of the mosquitoes, but not to retract attract them in the first place. Or you get one of those blue lights and just watch them zap. That's a good time, especially in very uh, rural Indiana where I grew up. Final question. The best thing I want to say, the best thing that I've always enjoyed since I was growing up was citronella incense and no matter what, if there's those incense little uh, burners going around that citronella, that's a little finite smoke for the stupid bugs to breathe in and let them die or stay away from your area. So just make a little surrounding circle of citronella incense burners that protects you and your friends in your designated area during the season. Final Go question ahead. of the day. And uh, we're going to wrap this up. Guess what, though, Ross? Good news. We have your 10 father. more questions. <laughs> we have 10 more questions each. So we'll knock out five for the next show and then five after that for a total of 20 more questions. Today we knocked out 10 of them. Um, Final question of the day. 
Uh, how to drink alcohol, smoke, or do other drugs responsibly, which is legal now, especially related to exercising and then being outdoors or at a beach or drinking. How to avoid hangovers, three, two, one, and go. Uh, first and foremost, the key to hangovers is hydration. Uh, it's not popular because it's going to make you want to pee a lot, but for every alcoholic beverage, you should drink equal amounts, if not more, of water. So if you're going to have a 16-ounce beer, have a 16-ounce glass of water with it. Uh, not only will it keep you hydrated and keep the hangover from happening in the first place, um, it'll help you pee all that toxins that you're putting in your body out and it will keep you more full. How to drink and stuff responsibly, talking about in relation to exercise. Obviously, you don't want to drink or do drugs before you exercise because it will impair your system. Uh, you know, your body has um, special things to tell you when you're working too hard or not working hard enough and stuff like that. And uh, obviously, drugs can interfere with those things. So we wouldn't want that at all. Um, you would want to keep the two completely separate and completely as far away from each other as possible. So like, let's say you're going to drink, uh, maybe exercise in the morning and then drink at night. Make sure you're drinking plenty of water while you're doing it. Um, you know, if you're going to smoke your stuff... Ooh, look at that. Uh, if you're going to smoke your stuff, obviously you wouldn't want to do it directly after a workout. You want to do it later or on an off day or something like that. But again, keep those two worlds completely separate. Don't combine them in any way, shape or form and never, ever do uh, drugs, smoke, alcohol, any type of stuff before you work out. Um, it's just not what you're doing is you're putting toxins in your body and by exercising, you're getting them out. Um, so the best way is not to put them in the first place. Uh, put them in your body in the first place, but if you are, do it at a separate time completely. And stay hydrated. That's what your body does. It has its own filtering system, so drink as much water as you possibly can. It'll help get rid of some of that stuff. That's all we got time for today, Ross. What did you think of that? I thought it was great. Your voice is so lovely. Has anybody ever told you that? Never. Well... I hope it comes around. Hey, now that uh, things are, we're in phase four here in Illinois, man, maybe we could potentially get together and do this show. You don't have to listen to you like you're coming out of a tin can. Uh, that Thank could you. be coming. And uh, other than that, my friend, I think we're signing off. We're at a record number. I think this is about a 40-minute show. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. All right, pretty pal. Deep. I'm going to let you good. go. I'll talk to you soon. Andy, I'll see you on the side of the moon. I'll see you on the side of the moon. You're an idiot. You really are an idiot. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Episode number 12 is in the books. Again, if you're a fan of the show, we just wanted you to know that we really appreciate you. Keep tuning in. I promise these episodes are only going to get better. And again, the next two episodes are going to be lightning rounds. So if you do have any questions, they're probably going to get answered over the next two episodes if they haven't already been answered anyway. But nonetheless, if you do have some questions you want to send them our way, hit me up at andy at coachpots.com. We'll see you next time.